drops. Well, uh, welcome back, everybody, to Magical Michael Chat. Uh, I'm your host, Kristen Stuttered, uh, and with me are my guests, Jesse and Swinky. Hi. Uh, We're going to be talking about Magic Mike XXL uh, in particular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just going to really get into what's good about it. And then also what's great about it. Um, yeah, it has no flaws. <laughs> it has no flaws. We will not be discussing any flaws of it. <laughs> it has none. Now, is, uh, I imagine, um, I don't know much about your show or how you run it, but is this kind of like a panel thing where we're uh, point counterpoint where yeah. I can I can antagonize sure, you? Sure, you're, you're welcome to. Good luck. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yes, I'll so let you. So I began, I, I, during the break, uh, we did have a bit of a pre-conversation, uh, just to warn you all, uh, wherein I did state my well-known opinion that Magic Mike XXL is the most feminist movie of 2016. I believe that's the year it came out, uh, and I believe it is more feminist than Magic than uh, Mad Max Fury Road, the other double M, yes, uh, the other double M with a colon. To which Pew said, "Hey, let's press the record button and discuss this." Yeah. Yes, because first of all, dead wrong. Um, incorrect from you, but uh, uh, I'll I'll allow it. I'll I'll hear it. And I don't I don't appreciate that you are removing the bell, the bell from my arm's reach. Nope. There will be no. So bell. I can no longer veto your obviously incorrect opinion. Now, if I can, I jump in here a little you bit. You certainly may. Yeah, okay. you may flap your gums. First yeah, of all, I'd love to hear about feminism from you. Let me explain a little bit about feminism to mm-hmm. you yeah. as the well, resident authority. Well, actually, Swing, if you could take a back seat for <laughs> okay. a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you're better seen I'll not heard. I'll just be her. here being a flower. All right. Now. I will say that um, there were some things that you just said that are not completely idiotic, and I'd like to review them for a moment Whoa. <laughs> uh, so that we can celebrate them before we get into the meat and potatoes of this conversation. This, oh, is, the, this is the aperitif. Um, oh, Magical Michael Double XL is a phenomenal, incredible, and beautiful film. That is accurate. Yes. Um, the, the thought, the very... The very hint, the whiff of the implication that it is better than Madeline Maxine Fury Road. I did not say that it was better. I said it was more more feminist. feminist. I stand corrected. Also, you're still wrong. But please get into it. (laughs) Now here, here I will go. I love Madeline Maxine and I also love Magical Michael. That is not to be, that is not up for debate. All right. Mm -hmm. They are both wonderful movies. They fall into very separate camps. However, when it comes to feminist criteria, I have got to give it up to Magical Michael. Well, let's, let's, let's define this criteria. Now, uh, the reasons are thus. Magic Mike XXL is a movie wherein the entire plot is hot guys talking about their feelings Mm -hmm. and how to make women happy. That's the entire plot of the movie. Everything, the, the, the quote unquote love interest in the movie, Amber Heard, her whole, Channing Tatum is not trying to sleep with her. He's not trying to get with her. He's trying to act, help her help her live her dreams. He runs into her. She says, I'm going to go be a photographer in New York. Mm. He says, go get it, girl. Then they run into each other again at the Cougar's house. Hey, I thought you said you were going to go be following your dreams. And she's like, oh, that didn't work out. He's like, hey, don't give up. You should come with us. And, you know, like, where's your smile at? The show, the movie ends with mm. him doing a strip tease for her and then they don't even kiss. He just whispers in her mm. ear, looks like someone got their smile back. His whole journey has been trying to get her to self-actualize and live her dreams. He's not trying to stand in the way of them. And he is also not trying to to um, objectify her. He is trying to, he's like a helpful spirit guide right. for her along the way. Then there's also the point that many types of women are celebrated in this movie. You have the whole strip club scene in uh, Savannah, which mm. features primarily women of color. Mm. It's lit and shot so 
so incredibly beautifully and you don't often yeah. see that where they where a movie is celebrating dark skin tones and lighting them so gorgeously and making right. this beautiful uh, motif with everybody mm. also women of size being celebrated and um, given a chance to feel sexy and it, it is such a it is such a body positive uh, a movie mm. for, for for a movie about male strippers. It is incredibly feminist. Right. Yeah. Also, mm. um, uh, there's there's a whole part. Um, oh, also they uh, they talk a lot about. Um, nobody is ever shit on like the first scene, the first place they go on their road trip, a drag bar. What do they do in this drag bar? They aren't, they aren't making fun of it. No, they get mm. into the voguing contest and they take it seriously. They're not up there just prancing around, you know, making fun mm-hmm. of ha ha ha. Yeah. No, they're out there. Literally Channing Tatum is duck walking. He is doing his best. That's <laughs> the first place they go. Mm. Then they go to Savannah. They also stop along the way and try to make a chubby girl in a friggin' gas station smile on the way to mm. give him self-esteem. They're like, hey, man, see if you can go make that girl happy. What are we? We're male entertainers. We make women happy. Mm. That's the whole point of the movie is celebrating women of all types and sizes and making them happy. It's wow. And mm. then they go, and, they go to the cougar's house. Mm-hmm. He gets with the cougar and everyone is like, Dude, you hit that? That is so awesome. Congratulations. You weren't able to have sex because your dick is too big. High five, man. (laughs) High five. Nobody's like, oh, dude, I can't believe you slept at the MILF. Everybody's like, yes, dude. High five. Mm. And they're always sitting there. They're always just sitting around talking about their feelings Mm -hmm. and trying to help each other out. It is a beautiful (laughs) film. It is incredibly feminist. Whereas... Hold on, may I I respond to some of your comments in there? Uh, First of all, I do agree with you 100%. Film is beautifully shot. (laughs) Is there a way that that, um, you can do that intermittently to punctuate my sentences? I think that will enhance the whole program. (laughs) I believe it's double XL, the scene down by the beach where it's all bad. It's all lit by the car headlights. Mm. That was like one of my favorite scenes that that I saw that year. I really liked how it was shot. I liked how it was lit. It felt deeply authentic. Mm -hmm. It felt like something that we've all, you know, had the beach party or the party at somebody's house where the headlights are the only thing lighting you. And it does become that weird thing where some faces are dark and the very beautifully shot. I agree with you 100% there. Uh, Also that scene in the, the, the gas station, the convenience Mm -hmm. store, not only very, very entertaining and very, very funny, but also hot. Like yep. just fucking hot. It's great. And also and sweet fun as hell. and yes. sweet. And they're all like looking in the window. Mm. I may have watched this movie too many times. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't, when people haven't seen it, I'm mm. like, you have to watch it. And the music cue is perfect. It's, yeah, it strikes perfect. that, that, that stri- the perfect balance between yeah. a little silly, but also professional. It's really it's, wonderful. Mm. Yes. Um, one thing that I might disagree with you on, if I may, if mm-hmm. I may, mm-hmm. and uh, full respect to you and your incorrect opinions. Um, they did. That's not a very long pier to walk out on to be like, dude, you tapped Andy McDowell. She is fucking smoking. Always has been. That's not like a. I'm saying look to the past. Look to American Pie. Look to all of the other movies where it's more about like you hit that nice dude instead of being like, wow, we're happy that you've broken. Like it is an emotional connection that they're actually showing with him Mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. I meant it as in like they don't use her as a two dimensional ploy like he truly emotionally connects with her and then Mm -hmm. is able to physically connect with her. Mm. That's probably my weakest link, but I like it. I just like to talk about the fact that they're so hyped for him. Yes. And they, it's not the butt of a joke that somebody slept with a MILF. Ah, but it's, it's, it's Annie McDowell. Yeah. She's super hot. Of course. Yeah. She's smoking. Of course. That's like, does Cindy Crawford have kids? I don't know, but I'm sure if she and Richard Gere had kids together, Mm. Wait, she was children. with Richard Gere? Yes. Wasn't she with Richard Gere? Yeah, I think in the 90s she was with Richard, Richard Gere. I want to see that man's sweater kids. closet so badly. <laughs> You're silly. All right, now now Madeline Maxine. Where okay, does this so film Madeline fall short Ma- I love, I love Madeline Maxine. I I think of it as a, as a roller coaster that only goes down. 
You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? It's like, oh shit, I didn't know we could just keep we at no point yeah. at no point does it ever give you a break. You are mm. just like ah, yeah. ah, ah. And then I, I saw it in the theater and when the screen went dark you could hear because you know halfway through when they get and then you realize then they come back and you realize they're going to go back mm-hmm. but it, there's one time where basically the screen goes to black after we've just been on the run for an hour straight just mm. adrenaline pumping mm. the screen went black and everyone in the theater went <sighs> at the yep. same time <laughs> everyone yep. friggin yeah. Inhaled because it was the first time we could breathe. Because mm. yep. and then you get back. Then you're then you're click 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 click. No! Yep, 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 <laughs> and then yep, you're yep, back yep. for the rest of the movie. You're just you're on a roller coaster that only goes down. Mm. Um, I think that I think that Mad Max is a great movie. I think it's incredibly feminist. But I also but the reason that I think that Mad Max is uh, that um, Magic Mike yes. is more feminist than Mad Max is um, is more that I believe that. Magic Mike is a celebration of women. And I Mm -hmm. think that Mad Max, it offers us a really gritty, uh, horrible look at, you know, a future that could happen for us all, you know, Mm. and it puts women in such a deeply oppressed position that they have to, you know, fight to become uh, like, like like they have to break free. Mm. Uh, And, so you're already coming from a position of where we're we're having to view oppression, we're having to view right. uh, ourselves as mm-hmm. oppressed. We're also seeing it as it, it's just a darker film. I think it's quite feminist. I I, I appreciate that um, Furiosa is like such a fucking badass and everything like that. Uh, and I and I really did like it and love it. But I to me something that serves the female gaze is going to mm-hmm. be Magical Michael slam dunk mad max it it's a great movie it has feminist over and undertones but Mm. for for my you know my bechdel dollars (laughs) (laughs) most bang for your bechdel bucks yeah yeah, for my bechdel bucks yeah i i gotta go magic mike just for the fact that i believe that it was made with women in mind as far as how it is a fantasy. I remember mm. showing it to my friend and within the, fr- and all my, and it begins with like just Channing Tatum alone in his Is that the shop. pony? Does he, is he pony does in pony that one? Okay. alone in his shop for himself. Again, this is, this so is like, it, it is the, it is female gaze. It's like a woman would love to imagine. That I don't appreciate being marginalized like this. It is also for <laughs> yeah. my gaze. He, hot, he enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's amazing. It's a hot scene. Channing Tatum alone in mm-hmm, his thing. His mm-hmm. song comes on. Mm. He's got the saw. It's like so great, you right, know? Right. Whereas we're looking at, you know, in, in Mad Max, we're dealing with, you know, some pretty awful women being raped and used as breeding machines. It's yeah. not good. Mm. Uh, it, it doesn't, uh, yeah, my Bechdel bucks, they stay in their wallet. On mm. Here's a quick question that, that occurred to me when you, when you were talking about your Bechdel bucks, do either of those films pass the Bechdel test? Yes. Uh, um, do both of them? I think that they both do. Although mm. does, do all the characters in Madeline Max have uh, names? Or don't the wives just have numbers? I don't know. If they have I, I've, names. I've seen it twice, but years ago. Um, and I've seen Magic Michael <laughs> a lot <laughs> because I prefer to watch it. It's more fun. Although but who I, are the who are the two girls that talk in, in Magic Mike? Um uh uh let's think. Well we have Amber Heard and, and I'm not being mean, it's just the oh, film no, no, is no, so no. dude centric. It's so dude centric. We have Amber Heard, we have uh Megan and her mom. Uh, oh, uh, Elizabeth Banks, Halle Berry, or not Halle Berry, Jada Pinkett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jada Pinkett, she's mostly talking to men. Oh, Elizabeth yeah. Banks. It's just that the, the men are in a lot talk- of the scenes yeah, in the film. Yeah, I guess really. it actually might not pass the Bechdel test, which is wild because it is so for the female gaze. Mm. I'm trying to think of... I, but I, also Mad Max, like there's not much talking that goes oh, yeah. on. No, right. it's just a all. lot of driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Strong so, looks. Ah! Truly wild. Again, (laughs) just a friendly reminder, the Bechdel test is for entertainment purposes only. It doesn't define a film as feminist or not feminist. Exactly. Mm. It's more like a, um, just a fun framing device. Mm. 
if you, I, I've found it to be not fun when you realize how many films don't pass it. You're yeah. like, wait a minute, this is oh, endemic. This is, yeah. yeah. You don't want to yeah. think about it. Yeah. It's depressing. Mm. Yeah. Um, the, another also, also just to be fair there are women who are oppressed but the leader of the half-life boy army is a woman furiosa is in charge of that army she's like below uh the, uh what's his name rictus erectus i think but she's very high up in the food chain in that in that economy yeah yeah. So I, it's not only oppression. I mean, I'm kind of grasping at straws yeah, you at this really point. Are. <laughs> they're, they're like releasing women who are being held in yeah. sexual slavery. Um, <laughs> that's like that's like a premise of the film. Yeah. <laughs> but Furiosa. Uh, and then there's just like one badass woman to like mm. show us that like, you know, there's an exception to every rule. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other. Well, because the truth is, it's like if the Half-Life boys, if there had been women in that, that would actually be more feminist. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's like the idea that women can be terrible also, or you know what I mean? That they can be. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're talking like the, the umbrella view of the whole yeah. project, not not within their yeah, economy. Not within but the economy, but just like the idea just from a meta, uh, a meta yeah, view of a, the whole project. Yeah, yes. from like an anthropological standpoint or whatever, mm. the, the idea that the women being as, you know, equally. Yeah, uh, women involved. in that are either victims or furiosa. Exactly. There are no bad women mm -hmm. in the film yeah or or, just or, or even just regular or mm -hmm. yeah, yeah there are those people who are like desperate for the water you mm -hmm. know but again those are those are the oppressed yeah, victims oppressed, right. oppressed victims but yeah you're not seeing it's like and all of the army all of the people who yeah. are not her mm -hmm. are men yeah yeah that yeah. i can recall again i'm not positive no they're the half-life boys they're it's a boys club. Then those are, that's the witness me guys. Is that yes, the witness yes, yes. me the, guys? Yes, yes, The really pale guys who are yeah. going to die from radiation poisoning. Yeah, witness me. God, that movie was so good though. When it ended, I, we, I like needed to go decompress. We were both exhausted. <laughs> we went, to, we saw it in the theater. I was and like, I, I like, felt like someone had battered me. Yeah, you're, the whole body goes tense the first yeah. time you watch it, the whole time it's playing. Yeah. The wildest thing about this that film, and this has nothing to do with uh, feminism, everything makes sense. Like the geography of every action sequence and who's moving to where and what they're doing and why they're trying to get there and how they're attacking, mm -hmm. how they respond to it. It's It all tracks. It's a very brilliant film. Oh, it's so good. And mm -hmm. super duper feminist, I would say I disagree with you. Oh, uh, good luck. Trying to stay, luck. You trying to stay fired Magic up. Magic Mike is the most, it's such a feminist how Film, Where do you undeniable. land on the first film, the first Magic Mike, which I don't I remember nearly fine. as well as yeah, the second one. I didn't like it that much. Mm. It was really serious. What I, was the first one? He has that girlfriend and yeah, he wants to real, get a bank loan. Yeah, it's real serious. And like the young guy has a drug problem. Mm. And oh, that's yeah. the whole thing is All like the happens. young guy has a drug problem and Channing Tatum wants to go legit. And that's yeah. it. And who cares? When it ended, my friend was like, that was depressing. My friend was very depressed by it. Aww. The first one is a Soderbergh, right? Yes, it and is. So it's so it's like pretty. It's a little. It's just a little bit too. The second one is what we wanted from the first one. The second one is a romp, you yeah. know, and there's lots of dancing mm -hmm. and it's very fun and good. But I think I magic Mike. Magic Mike. Magic Mike. I do think the first one is essential for the second one to exist and more. I, I, to exist, yes, but it really doesn't matter. I mean, I I have plenty of friends who've only seen the second one mm -hmm. at my behest. <laughs> and uh, how many know, of those friends were came out a, a convert, a, a devotee? Of every the, single one. Of no the one has seen. No one has seen that film and not liked it. Okay. No one. That's the same with the um, pop star. Have you ever seen pop Loved star? Loved that film. Loved it a lot. It's, never stop, never stopping. Yes, that one. it's so good. Have you seen <laughs> it? Never yeah. stop, never stop. The one with the Lonely Island boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he puts on that mask at the end. Oh my god, <laughs> that that movie is one where I had some friends over. I house sit for the very rich British people, and they have a mm. cinema room in their room in their Ooh. house. Mm -hmm. And we were like, "What should we watch?" And one of the guys was like, "Let's watch Pop Star." And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "I watched it." I love that movie. He's like, I liked it. I watched it this week, but I love it so much. I'd watch it again. That's how good mm. I think it is. And I was like, really? And we watched it. And immediately after they left, I rewatched it with the commentary. Like I watched all the special features. I wow. like, it's good. I have seen it so many times. And mm. that's one of those movies that uh, if people tell me they haven't seen it, 
I'm like, I guarantee you're going to like it. There's yeah. just no way you won't. And some of my friends were like, okay, cool. Well, we'll just watch like the first 15 minutes. I'm like, it's 90 minutes. There's no fat. You're going to love this movie. Mm. They 15 minutes in, they were like, okay, I guess we'll just stay for the whole yeah. thing. Because mm. it's so good. It's mm. so funny. Have you seen Josie and the Pussycats? I've never seen Josie That's and the Pussycats. That's one that I've had to like apologize for recommending until the person sees it. Like it's, it's solid. It's a decent yeah. film. And I always, like when I l- say that, I always feel like, the person at the other side of the table is like, this guy's an idiot. But it's actually... <laughs> this guy's an idiot or a teenage pervert. Yeah. It's, <laughs> pick. It, it's You watched solid. it when you were, were a kid? Later. I watched it. I was in my mid to late 20s when I first saw it. And I put my reputation on the line with my friends when I recommended that. And they all came out saying that I was that right. That it was so worth it. Yeah. I my stand friend by Connor that loves that movie. I, I, I'm intrigued. It's worth giving a shake. Uh, there was one thing that you called back to the 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 the, the British family, and one thing that I that that, that made me think of, uh, and I wanted to mention this to Swinky, mm. was like she's just here a month and a half at this point, about a month, a little over a month, right? And feeling the frustration of going from doing exactly what her job should be and getting paid very very well to it, mm-hmm. to coming to this town where you have to kind of like make up your job from a hundred other little jobs, mm-hmm. ninety of which aren't your job at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was like a good reminder to not be too frustrated when you get here. Cause right. all those, it's an industry town and it all weaves together. Yeah. Not all of it, but enough of it weaves together that you shouldn't be like banging your head on the wall at the, mm. at the weirdo jobs you take at the beginning of your, right, your yes. trip here. Mm, mm. Have you ever done background? Uh, no, I, uh, I haven't. And I, so I'm SAG now mm. and I, um, I have SAG insurance Mm -hmm. and I lost it for a quarter. And my friend is a casting director and she Mm. had told me she was, I didn't realize I was going to lose it. I didn't, I thought I had made the correct amount of money, but I was looking at the wrong quarters. Do you guys know anything about SAG insurance? Not enough. So you have Mm -hmm. to make, uh, so for the tier two insurance, you have to make, I think it's like 16. It used to be now it's probably 17, five. You used mm. to have to make like 16, five in within four quarters, mm. uh, um, dollars $16, doing SAG work within four quarters mm. to qualify. And then you have to, then the next year you also have to make that again. It's like, you have to keep making it or you lose it. Mm. And I found out that I was going to be like $2,000 short. I mm. didn't realize it cause I was looking at the wrong quarters cause it starts, it's all weird. Mm. And, um, but my friend had told me, you know, Oh, if you're ever going to come up short, you should just sign up and do some background days to make the money. Cause that still counts if you're SAG and you do SAG background days. So right. I'm not, it's not like I'm not above it or against it or anything. Mm. Have you signed up with central casting? Right. I yeah, have. She's I doing have. that now. Mm-hmm. And I was mm. just on, I just did a commercial last week and mm. we had, we shot it in an airplane, like in a little fake airplane mm-hmm. interior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they kept having everybody move. They had, they had 17 background for the whole day mm. and all day. So we, we were outside of the airport mm. And they had them all in like one set of clothes and then they had them change into other clothes for the interior of the plane so that they could play different people. And then they were moving them all around the plane based on where they, which direction they were shooting and stuff. It was a very uh, interesting, interesting day. Mm. It's preferable. I think if you're doing background to do, um, uh, I don't know. Do you get residuals if you've done background on a commercial? You don't, right? No, no, no. Yeah, background so then is it's preferable to do mm. to do days on like TV set or mm. TV or movie versus commercial. Commercial, they'll just work you just harder. Mm. They, there's just more going on usually. Like yeah. with with um because uh, they're like the commercial industry is so squeezed right now. They're mm. just trying to squeeze everything they can out of every. Uh, every you know corner of the right. budget they're right. like okay great so just have them change the clothes hey do you have yeah. a, what what shirt do you have underneath there great can you can you put your hair down like oh. you know, yeah, yeah. it's wild wow. yeah it's wild mm. so um yeah i but then like on tv it's like usually it's a lot of downtime a mm. lot of you know you'll have a, a nicer holding area and mm. stuff like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. no you've experienced some of that yeah oh, yeah so have you started already yeah, I started. oh my gosh yeah, can yeah. you talk about what you've done background on not yet, no, no. The stuff, uh, some of it's coming out um, in next month. Okay. Yo, when mm. is Netflix gonna make a buy the rights to Magic Mike and do a series of that? 
Oh my gosh. Honestly, though, I don't want them to. I, uh, well, have you seen Magic Mike live in Vegas? No. no. <laughs> you are guys, a devotee. And when are they wow, going to have a goddamn guys, Mad Max live in Vegas? Ma- Mad Max live in Vegas. Gosh, it's just a roller coaster that only yep. goes down. <laughs> <It> goes down. <laughs> <laughs> no, Magic Mike live is really fun. It's wow. wonderful. It's so fun. It's just like how you feel when you're watching the movie. It's mm. like these men are celebrating you. You don't feel dirty or scummy or mm. gross. Mm-hmm. They're mm. just like having fun mm. and I don't know. It, it, I don't, I'm not like a strip club person at mm. all, but I was like in Vegas and I'm like, if I'm here, I'm going to go see Good this show. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> and it was so great. It was so fun. Yeah. I highly recommend it. It's we just, it's it. just like that. It's so fun. Mm. And they do all that, you know, they, they also give a lesson in consent during it. They give you like a safe word that you can say if you don't, if someone's dancing on you and you don't want them to, you can say a word to them. It's mm. like really cool. They really do a great job. Wow. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, mm. and they always pick like, you know, mm-hmm. they just pick like really interesting, like a diverse volunteers mm-hmm. age wise, size wise, race wise. They uh, pick like diverse, you know, volunteers from the audience. It's really nice. And I do, loved it. Oh, do they check with you beforehand or it's just random? Um, Sometimes. Well, there mm. are some people that they'll like, you can tell they've been like pulled aside and then later a spotlight will like swing over to them. And mm. then a dancer like comes over to them kind of because mm. it's like a story. They're telling you a story of the mm. show. It's like, ah. you know, the waiter kind of yeah. becoming a stripper. It's Ooh. like you're, you're following him on his journey. Yeah. But like they had an old lady, um, like a, like a gray haired, you know, woman in mm-hmm. her at least sixties or seventies mm. getting a lap dance. And it was just on stage and, mm. and it was just amazing. And she was loving it. And, like, and, you know, and he was being so kind to her though, mm. too, like helping her on and off the stage, mm. you know, it's not gross. It's just not, that's what I like about it. It's mm. not gross. And apparently all of the dancers, I know a bunch of people who work in Vegas just on other like clown shows. Mm. Um, the um, uh, dancers are all so well paid and so well treated. They never want to leave. Oh, Isn't that nice? Wow. Doesn't that make you feel good objectifying yeah. them? <laughs> yeah. Should I get yeah. fit and try get out for Magical money, Michael? Boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Magical yeah. Michael. But then you Would guys you have to live me? in Vegas. I would come see you. Yes, I would come and see your show. <laughs> Magical Michael. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to run a quick gambit. I'm going to move this bell oh, sure. here because I don't think this is going to work at all. Okay. I'm going to make a case for why Mad Max Ugh. is more feminist. More? Absolutely 100% more feminist. This is, you're really pulling here. We can already hear how little you believe your own case right but now. Just oh, no, try. no. You I'm absolutely try. convinced this isn't going to work. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> Because Mm -hmm. I am going to propose that Mad Max is sexist against women because it assumes uh, that a certain thing will appeal to women, whereas Mad Max is a You mean Magic Mike, you said Mad Max. Oh, Magic Mike is sexist towards women because it assumes what is sexy in a woman's eyes. But Mad Max It just nails it. It doesn't assume it nailed it. It got it right. Mad Max doesn't play that game. It's a very testosterone-loaded explosion fest, which is more feminist because it assumes that women like explosions as much as men. Absolutely not. So that's why... (laughs) Wow. No. You're, you saying that, you're saying that Magic Mike is pandering and Mad and Mad Max isn't, except for Mad Max is pandering. It's pandering to the male gaze. That's what I'm saying. It's like buying a Barbie for your daughter is sexist, but buying her M80s is not is feminist. No. Because Mad Max <laughs> is pandering to the male gaze. Exactly. That's my point. No, that's not feminist. Pandering to the male gaze is not feminist. That's my point. Just disqualifying the women altogether. Post meta feminism. I hope you're cutting this out. (laughs) I can't believe that you're engaging this with any level of. He's just being silly. Please, pull the first thing. Let's get out of this hole I've dug for myself. They're both phenomenal films. They're both incredible. I agree. I agree. Mm. Oh, no. I've pulled three questions at once. Oh. You are so greedy. Four. There's so many in there. Is is that one typed? This says solutions. Yes. Okay. That was from the earliest, earliest days of the bowl. We're going to retire that one after this. Do we have any solutions? What's the, what's the. Judging from the news and the way people talk, the end days are nigh. I say fooey. Let's talk about what's wrong and how we can fix it. What would you fix if you could fix anything in this world? Climate change. (laughs) 
Wow, that was quick. <laughs> How would we fix it? What? Oh, I mean, I guess we would maybe dismantle capitalism in a way that helped, uh, you know, redistribute wealth and um, give equality to people uh, and stop letting uh, corporations get away with every with whatever they want, like stop corporate greed. I think mm. that corporate greed is kind of the underlying factor into what has contributed to all of this. Mm -hmm. And we really let corporations do whatever they want. And we act like money is the only thing that matters. We only have one planet. It's and it's it's dying. I've become mm. a real nihilist about this. It's, it's gotten bad for me, actually. This mm. idea that I should be optimistic is is hard for me to engage with because oh. I am. Mm -hmm. I, um, mm. I do really I really worry for the planet. And um, we've already I just think about like in the 90s when people were doing Greenpeace, it was like on the front of everyone's mind, the like eco warrior thing started in the 90s mm -hmm. or like came into my consciousness in the 90s. And we were like, people were chaining themselves to trees and, you know, stuff like this. And all of those trees that people chain themselves to have been cut down mm. and the rainforest is on fire. And it's all because people want to make money. And so I guess probably capitalism is a, it's, I'm not like an anti-capitalist, even though I sound like an anti-capitalist. I'm more of a Warren capitalist where I believe that like we should not allow unlimited greed and unlimited profit. It's not healthy. It's not good. And it's very bad for our planet. So that's mm. what I would do. I would I'd I'd really I'd take some money out of politics right quick, mm. immediately. Mm. And I would limit and I and I would redistribute that this the hoarding of wealth has gotten uh, out of control and we have rewarded greed. And I don't agree with that. Right there. 100% with you. Yeah. Sweetie. What I mean, a great answer. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with her there. Um, mm. I'm not trying to like one up you on nihilism, <laughs> but um, the, the, there's like that un in my mind, there's a, the underlying question is uh, like, you know, it, it, it's okay if we all die. the The world will oh, be yeah. fine no, no. without us. I truly us. believe like, that we deserve it. it. Just, I it, just because it's not do. it's not hospitable to our species. Yes. Well, we did this. It's our problem. I feel mm. this way when I saw the Matrix. I was like, Yeah, we deserve it. We're lucky that the robots built us an alternate universe to, to, live to in. hang out. And in. it's yeah. nice, you know. Yeah, 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 it's not even bad. It's not like right. they could just like let us sit in these things and suck our brains. No problem. We didn't mm -hmm. even we wouldn't even know about it. Right, right. And they gave us a whole nice world to. Dream living world to in live our in. Heads. Yeah, and you want to tear it down yeah. from the inside out? No, yeah. absolutely not. So you can do what? Live on the planet that we destroyed? Absolutely not. Right. Humans, you fucked up. You're lucky that the robots were so nice. Mm. I know. I believe we deserve this. I absolutely believe that we deserve what. Okay, okay, okay. What okay. I do, what us. I do hope is that we don't destroy it to the point uh, where other living things that have nothing to do with our nonsense mm -hmm. can't even survive. Oh, that, I mean, I don't see that happening, but mm. I do think that the life will find a way. Like I do believe mm. that plants and animals will eventually resurface mm. once oh, yeah. we've like, you know, really done, done the works. But I mm. also think it's going to be a long, terrible process. Mm. And I feel really terrible for children. Mm. That I, I is like the biggest thing too. It's like, we can see it. I always say, I say this about, people who I know who are raising um, uh, children uh, poorly. And like, mm. we know that like the, it's going to be, they're going to grow up and it's going to, they're going to have a lot of problems. And mm. it's like, you're watching this slow moving train and you see where it's going, mm -hmm. but you can't, it's still a train. Like yeah, no yeah, matter yeah, how yeah. slow it's going, you the cannot stand in front of it. Right, right. Right. You see where the tracks are going and yeah. they're going to extinction or, mm. yeah. or to, you know, and people, like I said, this hoarding of wealth, the people mm. who have the wealth already have plans in place. They've bought aquifers. They have like the oh, water yeah. is yeah. like, that'll be the first thing to go. I hate this. I hate that I'm talking about it. I normally uh, save this for when I'm very drunk, but, mm. but I, I really do. I, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't know what, what we think we're doing. Mm. Like, like if, if we don't, if, if we don't, pull the brakes and we won't do it right now because we like convenience. We like it. I like convenience. I don't want to stop um, having convenience. I don't, I don't want to stop traveling. I don't want to stop all of the things that are cause problems. But you know, if we really got corporations to get on board and stop being uh, so greedy, I think mm. that that, that would be, at least it could slow it down so that like the next generation could at least have some time mm. to enjoy the planet.
Mm. Well, it's that that like the the emissions thing. Like you measure the emissions from the cars all across America, and it's bad. But you compare it to what a factory puts out, and it's like not even comparable. The mm-hmm. the factory is a billion times worse than the cars driving around on the street. The, so that I. Well, and you just throw your hands up in the yeah, air because you're like, what are you yeah, going to do? I could get a bicycle, but it, it's still the cap. The capitalism is no, a huge I problem. Know. The hoarding and of wealth, the 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 tallying dollars, and that being the the only measure that that this country uses for success on on a large scale is is criminal. It's inhumane. That, that, that's the, the the core of it for me is that it's inhumane that it, in the sense that it doesn't have any concern with human beings like that when yeah. I say inhumane and I mean mm. that it just it's has like no humans yeah right. it's that scorecard and the well-being and survival of humans have they're they're on separate sheets of paper no relation yes. um, and it is heartbreaking that that the capitalist scorecard is so highly valued uh, what was the other thought was that you're, you're absolutely right about the 1%. It is, uh, at this point, I think it should be considered and treated the same as an addiction. Um, the, the wealth addiction is, is a insanity that, is, that the behavior is identical to uh, a heroin addict or a meth addict or a gambling addict. Like it's just a, a type of psychosis that grows over time without treatment. It is destructive to the individual and to all of them all the people around that individual. Yeah, it's not good for anybody. Those people are not happy either. I mean, are we watching mm. Succession? Mm. Um, mm. Yes, we are. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. But yeah, no, those people are not happy. It's 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 a horrible, it's um, it's bad. Oh, guys. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah you Swinky can ding it. Oh, give Swinky a chance. You can ding it. Oh, yeah. Swinky. No, you can, oh, oh, no, I want, oh, 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 I want, I don't know. Does everybody go everybody, around? Are, are there, yeah, yeah, Swinky, pull Swinky. one for oh, heaven's sake. You're not a, you're not a backseat driver. Yes, Paul. What'd you get? <laughs> you, oh, no. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, uh, is this also can, the same question? It's kind of the same question, oh, really? but somebody okay. else wrote it. Okay. Um, you can get rid of one thing you hate about the world, but you have to give up one thing you love. What do you choose? Ooh. People, you're asking very deep questions. Thank you. Yeah. That one's very similar. I think it's pretty obvious you'd give up capitalism. Yeah. Right. Uh, what's the thing no, you'd love? But she doesn't when, love capitalism. Yeah. No, that's the thing that's yeah. hated to give up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know though, because I, I, I don't feel that I do feel that capitalism can can create new ideas. I do believe that capitalism can That's drive. That's also true. Is you know a lot of the best, all of the best research when it's on yeah, exactly. Like I, I do. I, I'm not. I, I'm anti what's happening. I, like I said, I'm a Warren capitalist. I'm an mm. Elizabeth Warren capitalist. Like mm. where I believe in a well regulated system mm. of capitalism. So I guess I, I that wouldn't even be. The, it is wild. Yeah, it's I. I I'm a Capitalist pig. Should we ding and get to something lighter and fluffier? Okay, let me try. Yep, you maybe you have better luck. Name three favorite random memories, courtesy of Phoebe Rama. Phoebe, three favorite memories. You. Me? Oh, oh, I'm. St- oh, 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 oh! You pull the questions for me. I. Oh, oh okay. no! There's Nancy, no rules. Sh- there are no rules whatsoever. Okay. Anyone can. No answer. rules whatsoever. Oh, okay. Three favorite memories. We're all going to do this one. Uh, okay. th- uh, what do I love so much? Uh, there's a memory of, of I wanted to sit on a. I'm just coming up with the yeah. first three that come into my mind. The first one is I wanted to sit up on a pile of tires when I was very young, and I asked my mom to put me up there, and she said, "I'm not putting you up because if I put you up, how are you going to get down?" And I just like that always stuck with me. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a nice memory, Mr. Duterk, fourth grade teacher. Uh, he was very nice. Did you ever have a nice teacher? You mentioned too I that, had, that my fourth grade teacher you. was very important to me. I just okay. talked to my mom about this the other day, Mr. Mm. Kozak. Mm. He made me an environmentalist. He we celebrated Arbor Day every year. My classroom would give out trees for everyone to plant. Mm. He also talked a lot about. We learned about Native American history, and he talked a lot about like what happened to our country. But he also was um, anti-choice. And he really like casually mentioned it one time. And and when you're in fourth grade, you kind of just internalize. Like he said, his wife is a nurse and she won't work at a hospital where they perform abortions. Like Mm. that's her ethics. Like he Mm. said, he was just talking about ethics, like blah, blah, blah. My wife's a nurse. She won't work at a hospital that performs abortions, like blah, blah, Mm. blah. And he just said it in passing. But like, Mm -hmm. and I I remember even then I was like, I don't know that I agree with that. Mm. Like even then, but I looked up to him and I thought he was such a wonderful, oh, he was so important to me. Mm. He was great. He was also, um, 
uh, I liked him so much that I'm, I kept telling him I was going to buy him a car. I was like, Mr. Kozak, I was like, don't you worry, I'm going to buy you a car someday. I used to say that to him all the time. And then on the last day of school, I brought him a Hot Wheels car. When I put it on his desk. Promises Aww. made, yeah. promises kept. Listen up, baby. <laughs> Did it. Um, and oh, yeah. Give us another. Kept. What's number three? There's so many good ones. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a very nostalgic person, and I, I treasure them all, even the bad ones. They're all so good. Random memories. Go. Random memories. Oh, what else is a good memory? Just farting around the cave house like the teenage years when we we had a nice yeah. house that had a cave on the property and all my friends would come over and we'd do projects on the weekend and oh, just wow. like the farting around and there was a watering hole like we would all Where go swimming a block up? away or uh, uh, Pennsylvania cool not a block away like a mile away we'd go walk into the swimming hole we'd go swimming in the afternoon oh. and then all these like foreign exchange students we told them about the swimming hole so all these hot girls from like Sweden or somewhere came with us to this go swimming. This is like a teen movie. It, yeah, that was so like Mark Twained out of the mm. out of the brain. Swinky, three memories go, and we're gonna end with Kristen on that one. Okay, so um, uh, I remember driving to the countryside in the back, and I was we were we got sleepy, so we laid out some mattresses in the back seat, and we could do that because we were small. I remember Aww. doing that. Yeah, and it was dusty. Yes, you're not the six foot five monster that you yep. are today, darling. Bye. <laughs> Please and continue. Then, uh, another random memory. Um, oh, oh, it's 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 a a phone call with my mom, and she and I was nervous about something I was about to do. I I think it was when I just started singing, and I told her I was nervous, and she just said, "Oh, thank you. Just be confident." And Aww. it just it was simple, but it made so much sense. Just be confident. It doesn't, you know. You can be nervous, but be confident. Just yeah. go in. Yeah. Another random memory. Oh, uh, that comes to mind right now is uh, coming down at LAX and seeing Welcome to America. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was a nice one. Wait, the sign that said Welcome to America is a, a better memory than seeing me? Pew. <laughs> you said random. So that's the one that came to mind. Happy. That's happier. Th okay. No, it was that was happy already in and of itself. It just mm -hmm. encompassed all she the emotions. She saw America and she thought you. Yeah. yeah, and then like 45 seconds later she saw me. No, baby, it took longer and the than that. The thrill was gone. The thrill was <laughs> No. Anyway. Go through custom. <laughs> no, but it was God. it was very nice to see this Aww. one space. Yeah, and he'd gotten a haircut. He hasn't gotten one since, but he got a haircut and he was looking really cute. <laughs> and it's just nice to see him. He'd been waiting and we were crying there. For Aww. a good 10 minutes, 10 Yeah, like we didn't minutes. talk for about 10 minutes. We yeah. just Just hugged. crying. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. And you yeah. made me a huge sign saying Swinky Yeah, but apparently home. it wasn't as memorable as the Pew! other sign in the I'm airport. Just, it's what comes to mind right now. All the I'm Swinky swag you. in the house. Yeah. I love it. I love it too. Your turn. Three oh, banging memories. Hit us. Three memories. Um... Uh, when I was in Italy with my mom and my sister, we were on a big tour bus and we had just come from this winery and everyone was so drunk on the bus. Mm. And the our tour guide started playing I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And <laughs> everyone on the bus was singing at the top of their lungs. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a really um, sweet and beautiful memory. Mm -hmm. um, gosh. Uh, um Oh, when I was in junior high, mm. I was a finalist for the um, regional spelling bee. Like I moved from, I had won my school spelling bee and I moved up to the like citywide spelling bee or whatever. Like the big one, I was like representing my district. Mm -hmm. I won the district spelling bee and I was going what to What word the, did you lose on? I have no idea. But ah. what I do remember is that I went to the big one and I hadn't, I didn't care about it at all. I'm just mm. like a good natural speller. Yeah, I yeah, never yeah. studied or anything like that. Mm, mm. And I, mom, my mom took me downtown to Chicago to go to the spelling bee. And I spelled out on my first round. Like I spelled out, I do not even remember what it was. I got out on my first round and then we just left and had a day in the city together. And we walked in like we window shopped and we went to California pizza kitchen mm. uh, for lunch. And it was just such a fun day with just me and my mom. And we talk about it still. Like my mom and I yeah, still talk about yeah. that day. It was really. And you weren't bummed at all when you no, lost. No, I just didn't like, oh, care cool. at all. Yeah. I did not want to win. Bye, there were a bunch of people who had been studying and like yeah, learning yeah, the yeah, Latin yeah. roots of things. And that was not me. I did not care. It was an accident that I won. <laughs> I was like, give me the day off and give me a California pizza kitchen. It was mm -hmm. so sweet and fun. Wow. Um, mm. 
And then let me see, what's another one that that's like a fun? It's just popping into your mind. Oh, right you know, um, I, all of these, a lot of these are like from pictures, you know, like there's a picture in my mind of, um, of things. My ex and I, we had taken a vacation to, um, the Cape and, uh, we had gone to a wedding on Martha's Vineyard and then we were going up and down the Cape and we, um, we were staying at all these like cute little hotels. And so this was kind of pre Airbnb days. Mm. And, um, we got to this hotel in Hyannisport and it was like the weirdest hotel room we had ever seen. It was just like a, um, like there were, it was like a love hotel, like mm. a weird sex hotel. And mm. there were like, you know, mirrors on the ceiling and mm -hmm. like, two beds, one had poster and like a giant jacuzzi, but everything looked dirty and horrible. It was like a Sybaris, if you will. It wasn't, it, we didn't know that going in. Yeah, yeah. And we like walked into the room and we were like, what have we done? And then we staged a photo shoot and pretending that I was dead. <laughs> we, uh, it was very funny. It was like very funny. I don't yeah. know. Um, so those are three memories. Yeah. Those are, those are very oh, good. What a weird one. No, very entertaining. Yeah. You just, you, can I chuck one more memory? And that isn't yeah. happy or anything like that. It was just, you, you mentioned the photos. I in high school, I was dating this girl whose, whose dad was very, very drunk. And one day we were like, I was over at her house and we were like, let's go look through the old photos. And we were looking through them page after page after page. And then she closed the book and she said, I never noticed before. There's a wine bottle in every photo with my father. Oh, my gosh. And that you was, were there when yeah, she realized when, she when realized, the lights came on. Yeah, like yeah. just how long it had been going on and how deep it was in, in her dad's life. Oh, also, and this is a memory that I, sorry, this is a memory I told at my aunt's funeral because she has since passed. But mm. my cool aunt, my mom's younger sister, uh, she, we were dry. We were at the grocery store together. I was probably 14 mm. and we were picking up something and there was like a really cute, I was probably 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. There was a really cute guy like bagging the groceries or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he like kind of started talking to me or whatever. And then as we were leaving, my aunt tossed me the keys to the car and was like, all right, Kristen, you want to drive and toss me the keys to the car so that I would look cool in front of him. She, and as we were walking out, I was like, Diana, I can't drive. And she's like, I know, but that guy was cute. And I think he liked you. <laughs> and so she like tossed me the keys to make mm. me look cool, which mm. is like such a sweet. Did you yeah. catch them? I did. Oh, good. I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. Did catch you them. catch him? Did not. No, no, oh, I wasn't okay. catching much in those days. <laughs> Magic Mike. Magic Mike. <laughs> Let's Dang. do one more round and then we'll get TFO. Okay. Ooh, 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 the suspense is killing me, Kristen. When were you ever a bad friend to someone? What did you learn from ending a friendship? And there's no signature on this. That's okay. Um, I've answered this one already, so I'll leave it to... Oh, gosh. You. I had issues in high school, as all teenagers do. And I have my best friend, she lives in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And um, her name's Karimu. Hi, girl. And uh -huh. I... I, I don't know. I was just in a bad mood. So I was ignoring her. And, you know, she would she was following me around because we always hung out together. But I was walking ahead of her and she was walking behind me. And then at some point she just stopped in her tracks and she said, Swinky, if you're tired of me, you have to tell me. And then I realized, oh, God, I'm being an idiot. <laughs> and I was so contrite and so sorry. And I've never done it. I've never done that to anyone ever again. Have you ever and ended a friendship? I have, but I usually just, in Japanese, they say shizen shomets, like, you know, just a natural yeah, death. Yeah, you let it fade. Yeah, yeah you just yeah, don't just call. Like, don't, yeah, you just slowly right. walk mm -hmm. away. Slowly fade away. Yes, I have. Have you? Yeah, mm. I had a, a dramatic ending to a friendship. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Is My, this in LA? No, this, okay. was, this was in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, my best friend from high school, mm. we were like inseparable best friends in high school. And then we wound up going to the same college. Mm -hmm. And um, while we were there, we grew apart in college mm. and she got kind of depressed and was having a hard time. And I was going into a separate direction and uh, um she kind of resented that mm. like I, I wouldn't be there. Mm. And then when we graduated, uh, we reconnected in Chicago in mm -hmm. the city. And um, 
Uh, she was a very demanding friend. Like mm-hmm. she really, she needed everyone to do what she wanted them to do. It was mm-hmm. like really high maintenance, difficult friendship. Mm-hmm. And she had a long list of people who had wronged her. Like the list of people who she had cut out of her life was incredibly long. Right. Wow. And I, uh, we had had, I don't want to get like too into details. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is a secret or anything, mm-hmm. but, um, and we had, uh, gotten into this fight, not even a fight. Like she had gotten very angry with me once and I had just waited it out. And later she was like, you know, if I'm ever being a bitch, you need to tell me. And I was like, I don't think you mean that. Mm. I think that being a friend actually means just knowing that when someone's being difficult, that they're, that it's worth it, that they're not always going to be difficult. And, and in that moment, I don't think it's really worth it to call out that like, like she was like, so you don't want me to tell you when you're being a bitch. I'm like, probably not in the moment. Nine times out of 10, that does not uh, deescalate. I think part of being a friend is like understanding fundamentally that someone is a good person and that, you know, you will get through whatever's happening Mm. or whatever. Mm. And she was moving and she stopped returning my calls and and not stopped returning my calls. She started flaking on plans and I wrote her and I was like, hey, you know, if I'd love to see you before you get out of town. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, but unless you're trying to stop being friends with me, in -hmm. which case, you know, go ahead. I was being sarcastic. And Mm -hmm. she wrote me back and was like, actually, I don't have time in my life for people who don't want an honest friendship. Uh, which you have proven to me, which is crazy because also she was the most sensitive person. The reason that no one ever told her the truth is because we all had to walk on eggshells around her and she was so demanding. Right. And so she basically like said a bunch of terrible things about me in this email. And I mm. was like, I could either respond and say, you know, no, that's not true and fight about it. Or mm. I could just be like, wow, if someone could think this stuff about me, mm. they don't know me and we're not friends. And so right. I just never responded and was like, I will consider the friendship over. But she still was in town for a couple more months and we had many mutual friends. Mm -hmm. And she started to tell people that I had broken our friendship off that they she can't believe that I'm that they're still friends with me after what I did to her and everyone knew what had happened and everyone in the end I have all I would say I held on to 85 90 percent of the friends right right but I never said you can't be friends with her I never would Mm. like I don't care some of them are still friends with both of us but Mm. most people if they were close to me she Mm -hmm. was like you have to choose it was horrible. It was That's very terrible. bad. And I, I mean, like I was in her wedding, you know, mm. I was in her wedding, but she wouldn't let me be the maid of honor because she still needed to make me feel bad because of, of what had happened in college. That's terrible. Yeah. She was a small person. She's petty in, mm. in fun ways, but also, you know, I'm grateful for the friends that she brought into my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and also grateful that I don't have to walk around eggshell, on eggshells anymore, anymore. Yeah. You know? Oh gosh. I, I, you know, there must be something nice about her because you became friends in the first place. Yeah. So, well, we yeah, used to, oh my qualities. gosh. Yeah. She was mm. very important to me in high school. We, mm. I wouldn't have you know, survived without Mm. her. It was great. But I am, I am fundamentally an optimist and she is fundamentally a pessimist. Mm. But I also think we were both bullied in junior high. Oh, Uh, she was bullied by racists and Mm. I was bullied um, because of of a prominent nose. And um, uh, I, we both kind of like internalized that in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I internalized it believing that like, I don't know. Somehow I just was like, I'm special and interesting and cool. Mm. And so whenever I would hear people talking about me, if I like was walking past and someone was saying my name, I would mm. assume they were talking, saying nice things about oh. me. And if mm. she ever heard her name on in the air, she assumed someone was saying something horrible mean, about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. You mm. know, and I think that we both kind of internalized it in our own fun ways. Mm. No, I think that's the way to go about it. When you hear people say your name, you just assume, oh, I think yeah. I'm great. Oh, thank that's you. Nice. Mm, thank that's you. nice. I Hi. bet they're saying something good. Mm. Do you like our right. Gosh, this is this is a no. long episode. How long are these episodes? Usually like 10, 15 minutes. LOL. 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 You set them up, I'll knock them down. LOL. No, you're great. You're a great talker. It's so cool to listen to you. I know our listeners are going to enjoy it. One of the things you made me think of is a little bit of advice my mother gave me, and that is the the 
the curse of the liar isn't that nobody believes them; it's that they don't believe anybody else. Ooh, wow! And you made me think of that when she walks around and hears her name and assumes that everyone's saying something bad about her. That's the curse of the liar. Yeah, or the curse. it's like within she's thinking terrible things yeah, about, yeah, about yeah, herself yeah, yeah. That's, and that's about a, herself. Yeah, a, a damning trait to have. Good. Thing. Let me let's pull. Let's do one one more. I'll do one. Swinky, you do one, and then we'll GTFO out of here. Wait, what? Okay, is it? Oh, this one is from uh, you know him, Ryan Ryan Barton, Rybrator yeah, himself. Yeah, I know Ryan Barton. Um, is it better to have loved and lost, or never to have loved at all? Loved and lost. Loved and lost. I was actually thinking that the other day. Like, I'm I've been pretty single out here I've dated people I've you know had some relationships but nothing super serious nothing coming long here lasting. married is such a relief I wish like, honestly yeah. honestly truly mm. this town is it's looks hard to like date a here, huh? nightmare it's for really dating. difficult mm. it's very difficult because everyone's kind of doing their own thing mm. you yep. know mm, mm, mm. yeah it's very very difficult and you know, I ain't getting any younger, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, I, I was actually thinking the other day of how grateful I am for like some of the loves that I've had in my life. You know, I had a three and a half year relationship and then a two year relationship before I moved here. And they mm. were both really wonderful, mm. important, great things. Mm. And I'm, I'm grateful to have known that that's possible and that I can have mm-hmm. that. And out here, you know, I have, I have fallen in love, but I've never like been in a big thing out here. Mm. And so what's your longest relationship out here? If I can out here, um, three months, that's not very three long. Months, that's no. very short. That's- Trust me. And I've been here for six years. Gosh. It's really, it's awful. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really difficult. Yeah. Three months. Yeah, three nights. It's just the pace of the city and everyone's kind of wrapped in their own lives. Yeah. Mm. And I also don't like anyone. Mm. I never, (laughs) I don't like anybody. So it's really hard. It's true. I mean, I like people. I just mean like I, it is so rare for me to find someone that I am. Mm hmm attracted to mm-hmm. and have chemistry with that uh, you know is single mm-hmm. and into me and, and like all, you know yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like all of the things mm-hmm. and then you know beyond that then there's like then we get into like emotionally available mm-hmm. you know yeah, not the, clinically depressed you know a lot yeah. of things wow yeah yes there's yeah yeah I think that was a great answer. Mm. Beautiful. Ding, ring, ding, ding. Ding. Last question. So when you pull something magical, Swinky. something Michael. But hasn't pulled another question. No, I pulled, I pulled a couple. You, you pulled, pulled two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. If you want to forfeit your pull, you may, because there are no rules on the fishbowl. All right. It's, let's just see. If it's a good one, then we answer. If it's not, then we're just going to, no. Skip that. Anything typed we can skip. Huh? What? Uh, oh, oh, another what? Ryan Barton question. Ooh, what's Ryan, you want to know? so many questions. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, he, it's it's questions I can't uh, actually read. Hey, Swinky, how about a non-Ryan Barton question next? Oh, what is your favorite L.A. bar for an old-fashioned, best vibe, and a date? Don't drink. Neither does Swinky. We haven't been to bars. Ah. Also, I don't know L.A. that well. Well, here, I'll, I'll take that out then. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, this is great. You can tell a lot about a person by... Dot, dot, dot. Justify your answer. Hmm. Uh, You can tell a lot about a person um, by the way they talk about someone when they're not there. That is a really good answer. You know, like, uh, do they... Are they different when, you know, like, when when there's people around? Like, do they change? Hmm. Pew. Yes. Your turn. You can what? tell a lot about a person by. You go next. I would say by the way they handle themselves when they're frustrated or angry. Oh, yeah. When they're dealing with negative emotions. Because happy emotions. Right, I feel like this is a personal yeah. attack, but keep going. <laughs> what? No, yeah, but that's You like my me answer. least when I'm angry. Yeah, well, but we you like got everybody leaves. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but then, but then oh, you can I tell. Oh, I love him when he's angry. Yeah, it's so uh, great. It's so sexy. Yeah. No, yeah, but you can tell a lot about a person, I think, when 
When they're, they're at their worst. Yeah, when they're yeah. at their worst. I'm getting yeah. better. You are. I'm good. Hey, not, not everything's about you. Yeah, Pew. All right. I was just answering the question. You see, Goose. I like right, it when turn. it's about me. Mm-hmm. Well, tell, to, well, now it's about you. Say yeah. All right. <laughs> Here we go. You ready for my answer? Uh-huh. You can tell a lot about a person by how well they do on the Hollywood Fishbowl. And you did amazingly, Chris. Yeah. And we're going to end this episode here. <laughs> you were an awesome guest. You can tell it's a good guest when it goes... For- no. You were great. You were really oh, thank great. You. I thought it was just so more like bing, bing, bing. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, she was not celebrating. Like, <laughs> not, oh, no, no. I would never cut off a compliment intentionally. <laughs> well, That's yeah, not my Yeah, receive them, my lady. Yes. Typically, we end the episode by saying, if people liked what they heard, where can they find you? But I'm going to end this one by saying, since people liked what they heard, wow. yeah. where can they some find you? Uh, you can find me at hellokristen.com. That's my website. I'm at kstud on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Mm. Um, um, and I have a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame called Who Cares About the Rock Hall? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, I do not care about the Rock Hall. Mm-hmm. My friend Joe Quazala cares deeply, but mostly it's a really fun conversation about music. So mm-hmm. if you care about music at all, it's a real good one. And uh, the most recent episode we did with Paul Britton is a really fun place to jump in. Excellent. Nice. Um, and also, HelloKristen.com has uh, Kristen, oh, yeah. it's got does, Kristen her does her best. In it's its got Ricky Burbank's yeah. finale yes. performance on it. Yes, yeah. it does. It's got a lot. It's got my upcoming shows. Yeah. And for those of you that love color, it has lots of it. Truly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who are, who's doing your shots? You've got like, the, the colors are so nice oh, on yeah. them. Oh yeah, Kim Newmoney. Kim like, Newmoney, she's amazing. Mad shout out to, to yeah. Kim. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> the photos on your website are oh, So lovely. Thank you, yeah, Pop she's in. great. But there's also, there's also a really nice photo of you performing live as Ricky, Ricky Burbank. Burbank. Oh yeah, gosh, who took that? Who took that who one? It's just, that? it's a perfect. Gosh, who took it, that? You know, I should probably put some photo credit on my website for that one, actually. It really captures the vibe of the show. I wish I could remember the person's That's name. That's okay. Some, some things are just unknowable. It's yeah. fine. Can we end it there? Yeah. Awesome. Yes, Thank you so much for coming on. It Thank means the world to us. It was a joy yeah. to get to know yes. To finally get to know you. We work Hurrah. together a lot. And True. now I know it's you as a boy. person. It's it, your boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs>